Recently, I was, I was talking to a friend, and uh, we were reflecting on what happens when a spouse dies. What happens in those situations? And, and the remaining spouse deals with, with being left and, and still being alive. Well, there's the question of money. Uh, if, there was, if there was money in the, in the spouse who died, uh, if there was money in their account, well, usually the way it works is the money from the deceased goes to the spouse who survives. And, and if there was a life insurance policy taken out on the spouse that died, well, the way it would, would typically work out if the life insurance policy was enforced, the surviving spouse would receive a payment. But this question about money, it can go in a different direction, can't it? If, if the spouse died, but, but not with assets, not with net assets, but the, the spouse died with debts, well, it can work out this way. Then the debts of the one who died, those debts can fall on the living spouse. And so if the, if the husband who died had just bought this extravagant truck on credit, and, and there's debt behind it, and that husband died, well, the, the surviving spouse, the, the wife, now receives the debt, owes that money. His death brought you debt. But in the wonderful accounting of the gospel, when Jesus died, all of my debts fell on him. And by his death, my debts were removed. He died, but I lived. And by his life, God accounts me rich in righteousness. They, they say sometimes when you're looking at these stores, and maybe it's one of these stores, it's like a gift shop, and there are all these, these um, ceramic things, breakable things, works of art. They say, and sometimes it's on a sign in the store, you break it, you buy it. And that's, that's if, you, if you're a parent and you ever go into one of these stores with kids, that's like terror. You break it, you buy it. This is what the gospel says. Everything, everything that you broke, Jesus bought it. Jesus paid for it. Every mess that you made in your life, Jesus paid for it so that you don't have to pay. You couldn't pay, and he already paid. Do you believe that? If you believe that, this is, this is a help. Because sometimes in our lives, when we break things, when we do wrong, and we get called, and we come up short, people will say, what you did, it was so bad, I just, I don't trust you. You are going to have to earn broken trust. It's going to take time. You're going to have to earn the trust that you broke. And at the human level, there is certainly some truth in that. There's certainly truth in that. But at the divine level, at the divine level before God, this is what we see in the gospel. God accounts you righteous only for the righteousness of Christ. That's, that's shorter catechism truth. God is pleased with you with the pleasure that he has for his son because you're in his son. And so as the voice from heaven said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. If you're in Christ, the voice from heaven is saying, you're my beloved son. You're my beloved daughter. I am well pleased with you. In this meal, we take bread. 
The bread reminds us that Jesus became a blameless man. He is our righteousness. And in this meal, we also take wine. And the wine tells us that well, Jesus bled and Jesus died in our place. Jesus made propitiation. He is the sacrifice that satisfied God's wrath. And so when you take the supper, you say, Jesus cleared all of my debts. Jesus filled all of my accounts. And things between me and God are right in a way that only Christ could have done. Jesus is the one who arranged this, this Passover meal for us. And he says, do this in remembrance of me. And spiritually, he feeds us as we take of it. So if you have come here tonight and you are trusting in Jesus Christ, he's your savior, he's your, he's your sacrificial lamb, and he's also your righteousness. And it's only Christ, he's the only way that you are squared with God. Well, this supper's for you. If you don't know Christ, this is, there's an invitation for you. Would you come to the table? Would you come to receive Christ, to receive forgiveness, to receive righteousness? But, but until that day comes, this, this supper, just let it go by you. It's, it's only for people who are, in a sense, married to Jesus. And so you don't want to enter into a marriage that, that you never wanted. It would not help you. Well, let's, let's pray. Lord Jesus, we pray that you would come to us in this supper. We want more of you. We love you. We need more of you. And so build up in us the new life that you have begun and produce in us imperishable, glorious fruit by the work of your spirit. We ask in Jesus' name, amen.